Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Up to 90. Up, up to, to 90. 90. Up to How are you, I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? You had an interesting oh, day? Real answer there. I don't know if I did have an interesting day. Um, we had a man come about the dishwasher, so we were very, very excited. Don't blame you. Just to say, put an eyeliner on for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout out to Terry Callahan uh, in Dingle, who came, looked at the dishwasher, along with my auntie Jar, who also came. Because, of course, you were allowed in each other's houses now. It, it is kind of surreal, isn't it, having like a non-resident in your kitchen? It just feels like you're breaking all the rules. Oh, yeah. I went to see my mom today for... Oh, no, I was child when I saw the pic. Yeah, it was first time in our house, obviously, since it all began. Uh, so I went up there at lunchtime with Ella and the boys. And... Um, yeah, it was very it was very strange, I have to say. Very, very strange. I'd say it would be quite surreal, wouldn't it? Yeah, she, and her thing is now, she said, like, she's still kind of um, dying to, like, hug everybody and everything. Oh, I know. But then, do you know Luke O'Neill, who I absolutely love? I did my first ever six o'clock show with him, and I think I'll always have, like, just a place in my heart for Luke because he was just such crack. Do you remember that was the one I did with Alan Shatter? My dad was like, oh, yeah. Oh, actually like you and I was like why wouldn't he um but Luke was was on Pat Kenny the other day and he was saying uh there's a, a, a chance that we can just eradicate this like minus a vaccine as such we can eradicate it from the community and somebody wrote in and said can I hug my grandkids and he said look a quick hug is not going to do any harm just a quick hug oh did he yes and I just feel like anything Luke says, I put Luke O'Neill and Dave Chappelle in the same box because anything either of them says, I'm like, yeah, like that's now what I think. I mean, we talk about this every episode, how we're so impressionable when it comes to the opinions. But like, I thought it was, it was like kind of a valid point, I thought, because he was like, look, a quick hug, you know, I don't think that's a big deal. And I was like, oh, I think that's what everyone needs is an L hug. <laughs> what is needed you see I think it's just because it's been going on for so long now 
and there'd be some people in my family who'd be more cautious than others. I'm not going to name any names. And it's not who you think, I would say. But um, so I said to her, yeah, sure, you can get an old mask on <laughs> and get him for a hug. So I'd say she probably will. I, I'm sure it's going to be a bit strange, someone kind of coming towards me with a mask on for a hug. But sure, look. But she just needs a hug. She'll get she'll get a few off Tommy because Tommy is fairly free with the old hugs. Like he can just demand the hugs off him, and he'd be like, "Yeah," because he's the youngest. It's his job. You know what I mean? So Tommy is the Keith Duffy of the family, isn't he? Really? Like he's he's extra charisma. Oh, I thought you were something else. And I was like, it's a phase. He'll grow out of it. We just have to keep telling him to leave Mickey alone. Leave your Willie alone. Leave your Willie alone. Love their Mickey's though, don't they? That's the thing. I know, but Jesus Christ, like it's incessant. It's like a twitch. I was reading an article there today, I was laughing, and uh, they were suggesting that you know, obviously, like couples who haven't been cohabiting, oh, like, yeah. can, they, can they or should they now, you know, do Have what others marriage. do? Yeah, and the advice was it was the independent um the british the english independent and they were saying that they were advising to do it with masks on i was like sure whatever you're into masks on yeah you'd I prefer mean, that wouldn't you you and fred are always doing something uh, well look he has this really cute nickname for me which is double bagger um so you know like that's you know in case the one bag you know dissolves or bursts or something so yeah the old double bagger but no look sure whatever you're into yourself I mean I had to laugh because over the course of the lockdown I did read one very funny sorry um, double bagger do you want to explain this double bagger do you know in terms of protection no not in terms of not in terms of protection but although i will say flashback not referring to fred here but somebody from my romantic past um somebody that i was seeing for a long long time he did suggest on one occasion using a tato bag as contraception i remember you telling me this yeah yeah and his when i was like what are you talking about i was like just think of like what that would do to your willy like a tato bag and then he said this is just classic then he said uh he suggested turning it inside out and i was like so my vagina tastes of cheese and onion like Maybe we can just leave it till tomorrow. Do, do you remember uh, months ago I was saying that fella who I, from my childhood basically, turned up at a gig sitting front row like a fucking weirdo. Well, him and his little group of mates used to have this thing and they didn't use, I don't know what they used to refer to me, but they used this to refer to somebody else, was TARF. And that was code for tits, arse, wrecked face. Oh, stop. I mean, do they not know Isn't that, that disgusting? That's the worst thing about that. <laughs> I know, but that was their thing like that. She has a wrecked face, but she's got a tits and she's got tits and an arse, so like you might as well. Oh god. And you know what? It's so sad because I yeah, it's the equivalent, I suppose, of a prawn. A lot of people would use oh, that yes. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's some bits when it's all about the body. Uh, do you know what? Like when I think back to it all, Emma, it's a wonder any of us are even halfway okay. <clears throat> Isn't it a wonder? 
I mean, and the funniest thing is, I only saw Mr. Potato Bank there the last week, and I was, I'm not, I am not shitting you. Shout out to Garby's, who now people will think they're sponsoring podcasts because we reference them so much. This is the same supermarket. Well, if they, said, if like, they could, could you not bring it up in conversation casually? Oh, well, I might, but uh, yeah, no, I might because I used to work there, and I probably still uh, have the money. Tick, but tick, anyway, tick. Uh, one of those I was working when I I was working when I had a lot of shit go working there when I had a lot of shit going on and they didn't they I'd say sorry they do you have to narrow it down there what time is it <laughs> I know I've had so many I mean basically out of my 36 years I'd say 35 of them I've had shit going on I like I love that I love telling people things like obviously it doesn't apply this year because I'm pregnant and everything's up in the air with the lockdown and people are me- emotionally all over the place but my favourite line, which I used to like to be like, was, I'm sorry, this is just a really bad time of the year for me, which I would say every week of every month of every year. Or I think I'm getting my period, by oh, which yeah. I would mean I'm, I'm getting my period in 22 days. Like, it's just not, it's something I'd wheel out a lot. But Mr. Tate, I'm like, this is 100% true. I saw him, now saw him from a distance, like nobody's embracing in the current climate, yeah, obviously. I, I, at least we know you weren't in the same car with him reminiscing about the Tejo bag, wasn't he? But guess what I was buying? A packet of Tejo. Multi-pack King Crisps. I was like, oh, this is just... Dirty bitch. There is Come here, you know when you were saying about, oh, it's my period or this isn't a good time of year for me. Do you remember there recently we had something to get out of and Judy being Judy was, remember you were getting ready to write these like four paragraphs of why we couldn't do it. And I said, no, Julie, back the fuck up. I've got this one. And I, My reply is just a lot, lot going on at the moment. And it was met with oh. respect concerns no questions asked and it can mean anything Anything. it could mean someone's not texting you back it could mean a member of the family is ill it's it's not lying it's not lying yeah and it's up there with the old classic you don't know my story yeah it's not really it's a softer it's a softer more um what's the word i'm looking for not productive but it's it's basically a softer better version of that and um it's just fucking fantastic i love it and you see it's not there's no guilt there's no guilt because it's not a lie yeah. and but it doesn't invite any questions and it's just I, beautiful i know i know when i was organizing something before um it was an old irish cake so we were uh, yeah. dealing with what we would just say like a niche comedy circle is all we're gonna say it's very you know I have translated everyone's sets like we were good to go but <laughs> on the day in question one of the chosen four yeah uh messaged me to say oh like could you, could you translate just name all the names we're naming names look it's for the zoom party you know it's for the zoom party okay. but uh Message me to say, could you translate my set? And I said, like, I'd help people. I was like, look, I tell you what, send me what you have, and I will take it from there. So then they respond with, look, 
I actually can't go to the electric picnic because I've got family stuff at the moment. And I was like, how do you suddenly have family stuff in the last hour? But again, it's a great one because everyone has family stuff. It's not a lie. Like if you have a family, you have stuff. It's ingenious, impenetrable when you think about it. I know, but and you see, the thing is, uh, now that's why I don't use family stuff because I have kids. So I don't want, I don't want to jinx myself. So that's why I just say a lot going on now. I just don't even use family stuff because you see, that still oh, leaves no, it like open that. for questions. Yeah. And the worst thing about family stuff is what that invites is questions months later. When you've completely, you, yeah. you've carried on with your life, like you forgot about that conversation within 20 seconds of it happening. So you've completely forgotten. And then you've got to just kind of, and it's like, you know. It's like Judy says, if you're a liar, you have to have a good memory, don't you? <laughs> so like you're looking at someone saying, what? Like, you know, you had all this stuff going on and you're staring at them blankly. And then they're like, with the family, you're like, oh yeah, that lie. <laughs> I did a hypnobirthing class tonight. Yeah, that's what I was asking you about as well when I was saying, how was your day? Did you enjoy it? It was lovely, really, really nice. And Fred did it with me, but it was quite funny because, you know, obviously neither of us knew what it was all about. So at the start, we watched like a video, which we have. It was a real soft porn vibe to the hypnobirthing. Yeah, they were at home. You know, like that whole thing with porn it was like the prelude so they're out on a walk and I just straight away just felt really uncomfortable because you're like this whole setup is just wrong and then we did an exercise with the lovely person who was doing the class and (laughs) the first exercise was to imagine yourself in a kitchen where you feel comfortable and you just you'd love to go there now like it's somewhere very familiar to you feels like a safe place so then we opened her eyes after a few minutes of like the breathing and all that mm. and she was asking what kitchen were you imagining so I was like oh well I was imagining my mom's kitchen do you know what one Fred imagined wow. he said this really serious on myself and your one burst her whole laughing Charity's kitchen what the Chinese Emma <laughs> oh my god where you feel safe and it's familiar so anyway it was a bit of crack um (laughs) apparently i can just breathe the baby out of me so yeah yeah uh, yeah Yeah, let's just let's just keep telling ourselves i did think that was funny parole fred in the chair but he was saying all the right things you know sometimes i find males of the species in that scenario they they really like they're, they can ju- they really know how to lick arse as well don't they oh yeah it's a real fucking insight it's it like it's actually oh judy you've really hit a nerve with me there you've really <laughs> you know the way you've been at home right and you'd have just been like would you ever fuck off and then you have some appointment or something and it's all fucking nice as pie with whoever. You're like, where the fuck did you pull that out of? And it's all, yes, yeah. sir, no, sir, three bags full. And thanking people, thanking people for their time. And you're like, what about my fucking time? You've never thanked me for my time that I'm not going to get back, might I add. Great angel house devil. They're experts on it. 
okay, let's be honest about this. You're doing the theory. You're doing the practical. Okay. It's it's kind of yes. all on you. So Fred can go out and get the novelty earrings and the L plates and make sure that there's petrol and the tires are good. Do you know that kind of way? So yeah. I up with the balloon. <laughs> I know for anybody like, isn't he great? I'm dying. I am fucking dying to talk to you after you've given birth. And oh, be, do you know what? And be chatting to the new Julie. <laughs> the new Julie. Oh my God, stop. I remember when I was um, having Ella. So obviously I was like, well, like everyone, but like fairly naive. And a friend of mine came up to me and we're just like in school. And she goes, oh my God, I was watching this program the other night about uh, women giving birth. And I was like, oh yeah. And I'm stepping to like fucking seven and a half months pregnant. She goes, yeah, it was it was these women that basically uh, looked at labor like um, a sexual experience. So they channeled oh, their labor pain. Yeah, they channeled their labor pains into orgasms. And she's like, and they're all like they're all like on the labor board, like giving it all the like uh, uh, all that like. And I like I so vividly remember her saying that. And then I remember when I was um, digging her grave in the Dublin mountains <laughs> and I had a moment of was this a bit rash and I said no because why the fuck would you rock up to somebody who's petrified and say that to them like nearly suggesting like maybe you should try having an orgasm like you haven't experienced one yet <laughs> you're 18 but maybe give it a go during your labour how about that <laughs> oh that is so fun but it's true though, I still know her I still know her to this day and I've absolutely no respect for her. Like her spirit will follow you always (laughs) because you ended her life. So of course, you know, where you're like Hamlet with the ghost rocking around for dinner every, every, and it's like I said before in another podcast, you know, the way people love telling you the stories of like, oh, you know, they start me off on the forceps and a couple, they they sold me up and a couple of weeks later, I found a calculator up there. So, you know what I mean? She's grand, she's grand, but the prolapse anus isn't going to be the same again. And she got 48 stitches. You're like, okay. You know what? Can we just talk about everyone, how they're so happy to tell you about their prolapse? You're like, please, Uh. please. Like just, can we just order starters? I think some people like are now. I think some people That's are buying them on, a, on eBay or something because they just seem to be. People seem to be whacking them around willy nilly, like. I think it was like it was like nobody had hair extensions and then everyone had hair extensions <laughs> and it's like that with prolapse like I know anyone has a prolapse and now everyone has a prolapse and I realise I am now inciting the hatred of all the listeners who are going to write in and say that they have a prolapse I'm not doubting you do but I'm just saying can we just order our starters first before we start to talk about it I know yeah yeah that's I think that's legit enough isn't it and it's, you know, that former classmate of yours, like, it's, I mean, you, 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 you were a lucky ducky there, the way everyone just presumes it was Larry Murphy as well. Like, it's just everyone just automatically, because of the area, you know. Why the do you think I'm still living around there. these parts? It's real handy. Like, I tell you, 15 minute drive and you're in the middle you of nowhere. You were lucky that the most despicable serial I was clever. I was clever. There was no luck about it. The old triangle. The old triangle. 
Well, you were good at planning some things, like maybe yeah. not pregnancy, but you were no. definitely good at planning the crimes. Ah, yeah. Our old friend Prince Andrew is back in the news. <sighs> the poor bastard. Oh, it's sad, I was excited. I was excited about it though because do you know what? Uh, when Shane was like telling me the breaking news, <laughs> I said to him. In my classic way that I do, and he's now been slagging me about it, I said to him, fuck off, like the way you do oh, my voice. That's you. But it was only because we had been watching the final episode of Filthy Rich on Netflix. So Yes, it's, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's good, yeah. I, obviously, I'd seen a lot of it. Not a lot of it before, but especially like with some of the uh, survivors. But then to have the whole the timeline and the whole story um, together like was good. And but like, where's your one? Glenisk is that her name? <laughs> Fucking yogurt. Ghislaine Maxwell, because I went off then and went on a little bit of a creep dive. Yeah. And. Elaine Maxwell, apparently, now this is just, we like to try the unsubstantiated rumours and up to 90, but apparently, because everyone's like, where the fuck is this bitch? Like, what an an absolute dickhead. But apparently, there were rumours that her dad had been an Israeli spy. You know, the way your dad was this big media head, Robert Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, And apparently, like, he died in the mysterious circumstances. We all know that, like, uh, you know, on the boat, off the Canary Islands, blah, blah, blah. But there were rumours that, so he got a big state funeral at the time. And there were rumours that Ghislaine was actually an, a spy for the Israelis and that she has since been getting some kind of cover or has been given some kind of protected identity in both the UK and Israel. But I mean, there's no question. I mean, that might not be true, but she is definitely under the protection of someone, like 100%, whether it is the FBI whether it is what's the UK equivalent again of the FBI, MI five? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or like she has to be under the protection of some governmental agency and giving some kind of information or something because it's it's not. Yeah, well, I that's mean, that's what I said to Shane. I was like, "What's going on? Why that's has she thing. not been mentioned now? Like now?" And he said, "Well, there must be some. Maybe there's some sort of like ongoing investigation or whatever." And if they're she saying to Andy, yeah. saying to Andy, like, uh, you're gonna have to have a little chat. They must be compiling some sort of. They'd have to be compiling some sort of case, wouldn't they? Because she was just she's as bad as him. Working, oh, but I mean, she is as complicit. One hundred. I mean, she is probably more I mean, she, so. She probably she organised yeah. the recruiters. She probably got involved in all that side of it a lot more. Yeah, it's the usual thing that like a female face to something like that. And like that is the sad truth about paedophilia is that often it is women who do recruit, who do get these young girls in. Because as I mean, as I would say, boys and girls, we do. We're always told, like, if you're lost as a child, go find a woman, tell her you're lost. Like, it is that very kind of innate thing that you automatically trust a female. Yeah. But she is, I mean, she's an act. well, she certainly was an active paedophile. I mean, I, I like, I think certainly there is no question, especially now that they are asking Andrew um, 
I don't know, is it, a, is it an interview? Is that what they asked him to give? At this point, it's an interview, just. Yes, but I think it's... But it, it, I think basically, don't they have to... If he if he refuses then if basically he can come and chat to them now or he can give a statement with the English police and it can be passed on. But if he ref- if he doesn't cooperate at this stage, then I think they can issue a warrant. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Yeah, if you want to have a chat with us, but by the way, like you actually. But have that'll to have a show chat you. That'll show you that Queenie Io is completely fucking finished with him. That that's oh, happening and, it, and that's out in the public. See, she can't. But I mean, sure, she can't protect him anymore at this point. It's gone too far, and certainly with the jur- jurisdiction issue, like because yeah. this is so huge, and because it's the states, there is no protecting him. And like to say, I mean, honestly, even I mean that interview, like with uh, <laughs> that interview before Christmas, oh, uh, like the way the so gave good, him wasn't just- it? I, but the way she, I was only thinking there, having watched this, Emma, like the way she gave him just enough rope to hang himself, but at the same time, he still walked away from that interview, giving her the tour of the castle, thinking, oh, yeah, job done. And like he said so much there that can be used against him. I mean, even with the filthy rich, the fact that he's still maintaining he didn't know this Virginia Roberts, having sent Ghislaine Maxwell an email saying, we need to talk about Virginia Roberts. <laughs> oh. This is not very clever. No, and like, he's definitely it, sweating now. Like, he can bang on about this special condition <laughs> There were there were video cameras everywhere. Like imagine what Ghislaine Maxwell has on him and has on so many other people. Like she has so much power to wield. There were cameras everywhere. I mean, imagine if this actually like I'm sure it will. It's it's gonna take a few years probably, but if like this got to court and all of these people were witnesses and given their evidence and all the rest of it, like I Judy, like I would, I'd have like a four day fucking bonfire in the back garden. I'd be honest. Oh, honestly, your Bluetooth speaker would be like <laughs> exhausting. Creaming myself. Like that would but be I the did... best entertainment ever. I had this moment because I was reading um, just a review. There's some book out about Prince Andrew now at the moment. Okay. And like I was just reading a little review and they were saying, again, no more than Filthy Rich. It's kind of nothing that we didn't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. just the way it's laid out is interesting. But the writer opens with an anecdote, anecdote about an anecdote uh, little Prince Andrew. What? I didn't realise that the royal family watched Carrie. So that to me was news. But uh, he was sitting there, he walked in and the Queen is watching Carrie and he yeah. said, oh, look at those common people. And he was like a child. And you know what? Like He just, he never lost that. No. He couldn't even fake it. Like you, What you've got to understand. <laughs> like, I mean, the fact that he thought he was being cleverer than her and now could potentially end up in jail. Like, honestly... I am a, like, I'd be there with you at the bonfire. Like, imagine if he ended up, well, first of all, had to give evidence in court. I would love, absolutely love for a legal team to just rip shreds into him. 
and or imagine someone like that ending up in prison it would be such a triumph such a victory like that would be bigger than Italian 19 Ireland like it would just be insane wouldn't it but the family must absolutely fucking hate him. And actually, do you know what's funny? Because the other day, Fred came up to me and said, never cut your hair. And I was like, what? And he, why are you suddenly speaking in an English accent? Because, you know, immediately you think that was one of the initial warning signs with poor Brittany mm. when she kind of had her psychotic break. But then it he was usually like, oh, is, that? isn't it? The English accent. It's it's a psychotic break um, but uh, I was like what are you talking about and then he was like isn't that what Andrew said to Sarah Ferguson when they got married and then when they broke up uh, that was the first thing she did she got like a crop like a crop haircut and I was like well I will never defend Prince Andrew but I will say he was right on that one like she should have never cut her hair that was her best thing fuck's sake oh my god it's just he's oh just the thoughts of that interview. I, I must watch it again some night when I have a few drinks. You know oh, of course. I think, I think I'm going to give the drink an L now or an L for a few weeks. I'm only just like drinking on a Friday night. You know, I'll have a few drinks on Friday night. But I just find like it really sucks the life out of me then for two days. Like yeah. I'm still fine, but you know, like the motivation is gone. I'm not getting up as early. Oh, I'm not. I'm not eating as well. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I can see where you're coming from with. And the... I'm not, not judging you. Like, obviously, you still have your couple of drinks. Like, that's fine because I know you're still busy to beat the band. But um. Saying that, I was saying that before when the midwife asked me, was I smoking? And I was like, only when I've had a few drinks. Oh, like, Rollies. I care about my baby. Thank you. Um, no, I think, yeah, no, it is interesting. One thing I will say about the Filthy Rich, I don't know if you thought this, I was surprised mm. at how easily they let Clinton off the hook. And then I did a bit of a Google and it turns out James Patterson, who of course was behind this doc, one of the heads behind this documentary, he's best buds with Clinton. And apparently the way they're spinning it now is that they're saying that Clinton had a long-term affair with Ghislaine Maxwell and that's why she, he was always around but he didn't actually engage in any of this sexual activity with underage girls. Nice. But I, what, what did you think of the whole Clinton element? Do you think they let him off the hook a bit, or would well, you take for, I felt, I felt like value when she said, "Oh, I didn't get up to anything." I did take it at face value because, as well, the fella who was an employee who was a work who was working on the island said that he'd seen him but he didn't see anything um untoward or whatever i felt uh like i'm sure i've nothing to base it on i don't know anything about the chap but he he seemed fairly credible to me um and the way he backed up your one uh about prince andrew because he was like yeah she was the girl that was in the pool with him topless yeah, I mean, I guess it's just. I mean, I'm not saying that. They, but you would, they you would wonder. Anything, you but see, I feel it does seem a little bit. Uh, you want to give someone the benefit of the doubt, but it does seem a little bit hard to believe when he had so many visits to an island which is called Pedophile Island. 
Yeah, but that maybe, I, maybe he was having an affair with Ghislaine Maxwell. Maybe yeah, he is wanting an affair so much. I mean, that would seem more his speed, and obviously, several women over the years um, came out and accused him of various degrees of, um, you know, dodgy behavior or whatever. And, and none of them were underage, I yeah, suppose. But then at the, yeah, but then at the same time, it's always what going to be harder for somebody underage to come out and speak about it. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. She was like, fairly young as well. And I know she wasn't a child, like, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I don't know. Look, it's just it's just something that I considered. But as I say it out loud. I suppose like, it's kind of, no, but I know what you mean, because you're kind of, well, it's kind of like, well, what was his what was his reasons for being there? Where was Hillary as well? Like, why were one of these men, if they were just kind of going on holidays or just going to say hello, why were none of them going with their life partners? Well, I, yeah. But then, sure, we all know the dads that go off for the golfing holidays to Thailand and nobody brings <sighs> a golf club. Like, Puke. that kind of thing. Yeah. But that, you know what I mean, that, I suppose that is kind of a phenomenon. But look, I guess with Bill, and I know we talked about it in one in our Bill Clinton episode, like the awful thing is, is that like he still has that likability. So you're, you're stared with the flight records, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. And you think, what the fuck is that? I mean, the only, when I say like the only legal explanation would be that he was having an affair with Ghislaine Maxwell. But I mean, anything yeah. else, like there's no way he was going for the chats. Like it had to be sexual in some nature. Yeah. You just, I feel a lot of the times with these people, like the public nearly sometimes decide whether they want the person to be innocent or not. And because you say, obviously, that likability thing. Do you know the way some people, if there's a sniff of anything dodgy about them, they are thrown to the walls and everyone's like, fucking burn them at the stake, whether rightly or wrongly. And then there's other people who there's constantly rumours about, constantly dodgy stuff. And people are like, yeah, but we like them. We don't want this to be true. Well, I mean, have you seen one tweet in support of Prince Andrew since... No. <laughs> since... The shit show. I mean, even Eugenie is like, I'm done. Like, sorry <laughs> now. You, we have a new well, family. She doesn't know the price of fucking ridiculous hats yet, so we'll see how long oh, her silence lasts. <laughs> this is true. Is she going to get a credit phone? Come on. She'll be fucking back on Big Enough Daddy in no time. She'll be, on, she'll be back on Meteor like the rest <laughs> of us. But I know there's definitely like the what new family WhatsApp group. Like oh, yeah. there's Fergie and the two girls, probably like maybe the husbands or the husband three as well. <laughs> Fergie's just telling and the girls, just have a bag packed ready to go. <laughs> oh, stop. He's like doing a Jacqueline chop on it. Ah, yeah, just big keep time. your wheelie darling. Yeah, keep your wheelie. I'd and, say they've uh, got a they've got a backup plan ready to go. They've got a house in Italy or do you know what I mean? They've got somewhere ready to go. That when daddy when daddy dearest um gets covered in <laughs> the shit, they're just going to like they're not going to be sitting in court, are they? Is he even going to get to court? No. I hope he does. He probably no, won't. But... Oh, but I just but I I feel like they can't te- tease us with this. Like no. they can't take it this far. I know. By the way, 
like let's not make it all about you Julie like this is about justice for the victims but I'm like I really want to see Prince Andrew in fucking court and hopefully in jail even the fact that he invited Epstein and Harvey Weinstein to the bloody daughter's 18th birthday party yeah well I mean well two like two of them one is kind of dodgy enough but you know you can't you can't judge everyone on their mates we all know people that are lovely and then you meet them out with some fucking god-awful mate and you're like jesus i'm hoping that they're like a childhood friend that they can't shake off but these are friendships that were made later in life so there's no fucking excuses and it's the two of them it's the it's the cripple lad on the zimmer frame (laughs) zimmer frame and the dead guy uh, so yeah, that's pretty bad. But sure, he only became a cripple when people started saying, "Yeah, Harvey, you actually did really bad things." And Harvey's like, "Oh, my legs a bit sore." Like, I don't what? blame him. Was I saying this last week? Or I think I was going to say it, but then I forgot. I I went. I did something right, and I can't remember if it's in school or whatever. Listener, if you were there, get in touch and let me know. But I I did. I fainted a faint. I've only done it once in my life, but I fainted a faint to get out of something. Oh, I think some... you talked about pulling a lady Macbeth before. Yeah, it was something to do, it was some sort of public speaking or something, and I don't know whether I was ill-prepared or what it was, but like, I full-on fainted a faint, faked a faint. It was, and it, it worked, like it worked, and I, like, you know the way, obviously like yourself, you I'm saying- pretty pasty so automatically after we were going Jesus yeah you look fairly pale I mean I always look fucking pale but when you're when you're fair when you're so fair you're transparent if you do I'm not suggesting anyone does this but if you do decide to fake a faint you'll be able to pull it off seamlessly like well coming back to what we said at the start at the top of the podcast like family stuff I've got a lot of things going on right now (laughs) I think the benefit of having like you know the skin tone of a yoza dumpling is that you can say I'm just not feeling well and everyone's like you look awful and and I mean it's it's a Friday like fake tan Thursday has been and gone and they're still like you need to go home okay take a day take Monday you need to get yourself. You need to a lift. Doctor. How are you getting home? You, no, you can't. You shouldn't you can't be driving. driving. <laughs> oh God, bloody Andrew, God. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Oh, how are you getting home? Come here. Uh, what was the other thing we wanted to talk about? We were gonna. We were gonna touch on J.K. Rowling. Oh, Jesus, what the fuck is up with her hole? What is she up to? What's wrong with her? Is it a brain aneurysm? Is it a brain aneurysm? This is what I was saying to Shane about Graham Linehan. I was like, I honestly think that it's some sort of brain aneurysm. Like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just such bizarre behaviour. Well, I think, yeah, no, there's something that's putting pressure on the brain there because it's, I mean, the timing the timing is so appalling. Like when you think, like say with the Black Lives Matter um, uh, and all the protests happening at the moment. So like, you know, most of us would probably describe ourselves as intersectional feminists, even though I'm still not quite sure what that means. But I, I think it means that you're supposed to include everyone. But like if you think of like, say how hard it is 
to be a black or brown person. Yeah. And then factoring how hard it is to be a transgender black or brown person and you pick this week so we're doubling down on discrimination on the discrimination mm. there for the, those four people and this is the week that you're like no no I'm done but I think the thing with JK Rowling is that like she really regardless of what she's saying currently I think it goes back to do you remember a couple of years ago it was so strange and she liked a tweet that talked about men in dresses. Do you remember that? And her agent had to come out and say it was a middle-aged moment. And basically her finger slipped and she didn't mean to like this tweet. Do you no, remember that, okay. No, I don't. It can't, you kind of can't read this stuff without thinking back to that. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless at the moment, like say if you said, okay, her timing is horrendous. I totally disagree with her opinion here. But look, she is entitled to her opinion. But I just keep thinking back to that. And you think, oh, but is it not kind of dis- diminishing, like a whole, trying to diminish a whole section of the population's identity? Because when you think back to that, I mean, look, it's like when someone tells you they accidentally blocked you on Instagram. It's not an accident, guys. Okay? They did it. They, their finger pressed the button. But I just don't understand why she's so. I just like. Preoccupied. Yeah. But like at at best, I don't understand why she's just so preoccupied by something that does not affect her in slightest. I just I know I. I can't get my head around it at all. Like. Can I just ask? Probably, maybe it's a bit of a silly question, but. Is someone, you know, her whole argument is you can't, you can't say science and biology doesn't exist. Is someone saying like biology doesn't exist? No, no one's saying and that at all. That's what I mean. It's just, it, that's what I don't understand is that I don't think anyone, like the fact that like I, I consider myself a woman I don't think takes from someone else's experience whereby they might have been born with male genitalia, but they are a woman, like they are female. I don't think, I think that both things can be true. Oh yeah, completely. And like, obviously it's to say you're a woman, regardless of your genitals or anything like that, it's such a broad spectrum of an experience anyway. But what I'm saying like. I don't understand why she's so exercised by it because it has well, no actually, impact on her life whatsoever. Well, what she said this week, actually, sorry, um, I just I'm just remembering now, but didn't she say that she her initial tweet, if I'm not mistaken, was in response to a headline which read "People who menstruate." So yes, she took issue with the fact that they were using people who menstruate as an umbrella term rather than women. So what she was saying was, so this was her, this is what, well, I think what this is what she was trying to say was that she felt that her experience as a woman was being erased or diminished because we were now using these kind of terms like people who menstruate instead of women. So that's what she was saying, was that like, this is taking from my lived experience of being female because we're scared to use the term women but then other people came along and said well like people who menstruate 
is probably a better way of putting it because there are plenty of people who, for example, would identify as male, but they might still menstruate. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but she was saying, I feel this is a threat on my experience as a woman. And people were like, no, like it's it's like the fact you can include something without, you know, not you can include be inclusive without being exclusive. So we can include these other people without taking from how you identify yourself. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just don't fucking get it. I just don't, I just, I, I just don't. It's, it's quite strange. I know what you mean about brain aneurysm that like somebody will come along and say, oh, it turns out like that she had a bit of a fall and she just hasn't been herself since. I, I, that's why how I honestly feel about it because like obviously you and me both are in quite a privileged position because from one end of the day to the next we don't have to think about us being accepted as women in society or anything to do with that it's not something that's ever been questioned by anyone or that I've had to question within myself or anything like that it's do you know what I mean so the only okay. way I could possibly be concerned by it is by trying to be supportive of others who do have the who have had those questions or those experiences during their life. I just I cannot wrap my head around it of like why the fuck would you be concerned with it? And like how it dilutes yeah. your own experience as like I just what it's, is she banging on about? What is she It's strange how blinkered she because she it does come back to um, you know, she she put out that tweet before Christmas, didn't she, in support of the lady who lost her job, who was like a tax officer. But th- this lady in question was like she held the belief that you that your um gender was based on your biological sex, regardless of like undergoing surgery or like your own personal feelings, how you would identify on an emotional level. So she wrote a tweet in support of that woman and was like, this is outrageous, like that you're denying the existence of biological sex. But when you actually read through the case, like obviously she lost her job um, because people were like, we can't work with you if you're going to be using like the wrong gendered pronouns to refer to people. And she objected to this lady who was at the heart of the tribunal. She didn't agree with people having the right to self-determine their own pronouns. And then the court case, what surprised me with JK Rowling that time, if she'd actually read up on the case, I mean, I only read up about it this week now in the wake of like the latest thing with her, was that the Court of Appeals like basically had five criteria, I think, for of protective beliefs I think it's called so yeah. like the, it's something that you know you can believe something that's different from what uh, I yeah, yeah. but it failed at the last hurdle because the last hurdle was you can believe what you want to believe as long as that's not Impacting. affecting other people's digni- dignity and their right to live Yeah. so it was completely reasonable that it failed yeah. it didn't meet criteria that's why I definitely think brain aneurysm because well, she's obviously uh highly intelligent well-read woman who in fairness to her you can't take away from the fact that where she came from to achieve all that she has achieved is incredible it's outstanding like it's you you I mean you you couldn't possibly have done that 
without being intelligent, considered, you know, willing to look at all possibilities, all sides of all stories. Empathetic, you yeah. think. And and even just like being an observer of, you know, the human condition and plights of others and all the rest of it. So I honestly, and I don't like sometimes I do say <laughs> brain aneurysm as a bit of a fucking slag. Like I will see someone in the shop looking like she's assaulting a sliced pan of bread and I'm like, is she has she had a brain aneurysm what the fuck's up with her but I in this it is my default but in this instance I mean it completely sincerely well with a touch of sarcasm but for the most part it's a sincere um you know uh what's rhetorical question like has she had a fucking brain aneurysm it's all it's all very strange. Um, and she really I was gonna say she does need to step away from the Twitter, but she doesn't because you know, she can say whatever she wants, but I feel, you know, as a very privileged human being in her mansion, it's it's a shame that she's it feels like she's kind of targeting a really, really I vulnerable section of the community. I mean it's it's really it's really hard. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, why not why not punch up instead of punching down? Why not if you want to like become exercised and use energy on something? Why not just pick something else that actually does I mean, need to be not, punched? Yeah, like, why not take this energy and put it into like say something to do with Black Lives Matter or something to do with what's going on at the moment. Like this level of passion and fury that she has, because it is, it's quite, you know, even reading the tweets, you feel like an anger there. It's it's really strange where she's directing that. Yeah, I just, I can't. Would you object to the phrase people who menstruate? Would I object to the phrase? Yeah. Like, in, instead of using the term women, I mean, for me, I'm like, well, I think it, it, with what we know now, it's probably a more inclusive term to use. I mean, I wouldn't take any personal offence to it. I don't think it, it kind of takes from my lived experience. No, well, like, I suppose it would depend in what context. Like, yeah. if somebody said... Yeah, it's I think like, if that was always the go-to, that suddenly if we lost the term women or like as in if it was replaced with, well, no, if it was perpetually permanently with people who menstruate. Like, well, for me, when I hear the term women, I just would assume to me that would be all women. Yeah. And then when I hear the term, uh, you know, people who menstruate, I'm thinking of purely people who menstruate. So the only thing that I, if that term's used, my only concern then would be what would, what's, what's the, in what context is that then? Because if like say the term like, Oh, to women, well, like it's, it's still open to kind of being, uh, like leaving some people out, like okay, so you hit early menopause when you were in your thirties, or you had a like. I I just wouldn't. The only reason oh, I yeah, would use that right. term would be like, what's the story with these tampons? Like if I had a question yeah, specifically women, related to menstruation, like menstruating. Yeah, because, but 
as women and I think that's the point that some people are making to JK JK that JK you know that like women and people who menstruate aren't interchangeable because there's a huge proportion of women who don't menstruate mm. so like you know this was and also because wasn't this stemming from some article about like I think was educating um, some Africa. I don't know where this was now, but some African communities on menstruation and like sanitary care and like you know yeah. sanitary needs. So it was just directed at people who menstruate. Was well, that directed at like young yeah, girls, well, that's absolutely yeah. Well, that's like that's absolutely fine. But sure, as well, yeah. she fucking knows. Do you know what I mean? We don't. We don't need to explain to her. That that's the people who that should be addressed to. Well, I think I think it all comes back to, as I say, like the fact that she did supposedly accidentally like that. Her, I mean, imagine liking a tweet referring to transgender women as men in dresses. It's so bizarre. Uh, like you would think you would tread carefully then and really look at yourself and like be considered in what you put out there. And look, I mean, she is ultimately entitled to her opinion no matter how offensive that might be um you know she's entitled to say what she wants to say but it is just as you say emma i think potential brain aneurysm is the only way we but can do you know what it. i would still for the most well not for the most part but in lots of uh circumstances i would still i wouldn't um block these people on my social media or anything like that because I think it's still important to know that there's people out there with these kind of opinions and people that have all the wherewithal to (laughs) have better opinions still have these opinions so it's no harm to like remind yourself as well that there are people out there with these mad opinions about things. Because in lo- in lots yeah. of ways, this is what happens a lot of the time with people I find that are getting all their information from social media is that they, a lot, well, most should, but a lot don't realise that they're cherry-picking all the information that they get. Yeah. And the so government... Their, information just, their opinions are just getting reinforced. So because, this, yeah, so that's yeah. why they, they think that, you know, when there's a vote for whatever or a referendum or whatever it is, that it's like a, a dead cert. You know, it's, oh, 100%, this is going to pass. And then it doesn't end up passing and people are horrified. It's like, well, yeah, because all of your news was nice news that only you wanted to see. So you'd no idea. You see, like, it works both ways. You can talk about, like, someone like, you know, JK not knowing what the fuck's going on. Fair enough. But, like, if you block all those kind of people, then then you are leaving yourself in a vulnerable situation as well, not knowing that these opposing opinions exist. And obviously you know that they exist, but sometimes you need to be reminded about where they're coming from. And not everyone's going to voice their opinions as well. So I think you kind of need to keep a visual on these people sometimes. Like, obviously, you don't need to give them any, you know, energy or you don't need to engage with them or whatever. And obviously, if it's something that you find really offensive and upsets you, of course, you should take that out of your line of vision or whatever. But I just feel like if you can stomach this stuff, you shouldn't block it. 
Well, yeah, because it's good. It's good to be kind of, I suppose, it's good to be reminded that these opinions do exist because it also reminds you that, okay, well, there's still a bit of work to do then that we're not there yet. Because if if you just surround yourself with like-minded people on the likes of Twitter all the time or just expose yourself to that, it does become a bit of an echo chamber, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, I don't think that anybody. does anyone any yeah, no. It doesn't do anyone any good. And that's why, you know, even when, you know, people might come under pressure to unfollow people, etc. I think exposing yourself to a broad spectrum of opinion is ultimately a good thing, even if you find some of those opinions apparent. Yeah. And that's why I still continue to have the bonfires and invite all the old crew. A lot of them, I find their lives questionable at best. The choices that they've made for them and their families. A lot of the time, young kids involved. But do you know what? At the end of the day, we put all our opinions and differences to the side and we just get on with the tunes, Julie. You know I mean? And you get on with the tuna or bottle of cider and you get on with the tunes. It's all about the music. Can go we do some before we wrap up? Yeah, go on, um, go for it. Jane got in touch just to say uh Jane got in stop it. I don't know what's going on with me today. I just like honestly since we start start talking about a brain aneurysm i just can't get my words out so like if this isn't karma i don't know what is so jane got in touch touch to say Ah, um, that her friend avril is a big fan of the podcast and to give her uh, a shout out and she also has a bun in the oven so i have started a serious trend you're welcome avril and just to give them uh just to give herself and avril a shout out so thanks so much for listening also, can I just give a shout out to, I'm going to go through some patrons here, just 10 patrons very quickly. I do. And pick of course. Random. Anything for my favourites. Uh, you know me. We've got, uh, now am I just doing first names or surnames here? Because we've got a lot of Ashlings floating around. Well, uh, say, Ash, Ash, say Ashling or, or Ashling and then people can and let the us left, know on the, the page. Left. Yeah. yeah. So we've got Ashling B, we've got Ashling J, we've got Ashling M, we've got Ali O B, we've got Alma, we've got Amy O N, we've got another Amy, just one name only, like Madonna. We've got Anna, we've got Aoife, we've got Aoife K, we've got Aoife McEl. We also have Breeding, we have Derek, uh, hang on, I've got another couple, and we've got a Kate L. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, guys, and supporting us on the L Patreon. You're very, very good. We really, Thanks really much. appreciate it. And I don't want anyone who, sorry, I don't want anyone who doesn't sign up while you are calling out them names smiling and enjoying that now i want them to feel guilt and i want them to feel a little bit miserable that could have been your name you could have felt don't take any of this love that you're feeling coming through your headphones right now that's not for you give it back you greedy fuck you know what can i just give another three because then that's all our a's april arlene ashley and Avril as well, and Aoife W. Thank you so much for Thanks. listening. And thank Thanks, you so much guys. for supporting us on Patreon. The Bees, you are next. I don't know how I ended up with the Derek and a K in there. I obviously was mm. doing a bit of a scan read um, when I was go- going through the ones I was going to give a shout out to. This Thursday, so we're going to have a video. This video is a day in the life of Molly the Cat. Oh, okay, yeah. Lovely. 
It's actually quite entertaining. She's all about it, all for it. Um, so a day in the life of Molly the Cat and also we're doing a special celebrity scandal. This week we said we talk about or Kelly. Didn't we? Oh, Did yes. we say we do or Yeah, sorry, yeah. I totally went blank on you there. Yeah. That's gonna maybe you're having a brain aneurysm. Okay, maybe. so we're doing or Kelly. We're only doing it. We're only doing it so we have an excuse to sing some of his songs, I which obviously it's the remake doing it in Honestly, if anyone found my iPod shuffle from 2002, I'd be on some kind of register. Like Michael Jackson, The Lost Prophets and Aura Kelly. Like, I know, but Judy, that's grand, but I think my issue, my issue is the fucking, no, it's the Gary Glitter. I mean, you didn't even grow up listening to that. Well, I really, really, really object to the fact that his song was used in Joker. Was it? I didn't even know oh, that. I haven't I, seen it. I know why I really fucking object to it. Why? Because you got... I went off and listened to it on YouTube and I hated myself so much, but it's just such a good fucking song. And that's why I hate the people who made Joker. Julie, we're just starting to get this patron thing off the ground. Are you going to go and get fucking cancelled now? Uh, Never. We could go for numbers. Never. You could get a little bit cancelled. Yeah, true. Show, show, show. <laughs> I'm going to be ringing you saying, why am I cancelled? Uh, yes, look, or Kelly this week, a day in the life of Molly. It's all on our Patreon page. Emma, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. As always, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Dying for the wee now, obviously, but it's been great. Of course. Are you going to go out with our signature? Of course. God bless to the patrons. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 